holiday friends we're back with another episode of podcast in a pear tree i'm samantha i'm aaron lee and i'm danielle and today we are going to be talking about lifetimes yes chef christmas but before we get into that what's everybody been watching okay let me start with this um I was excited about it. Danielle warned me about it. I just want to say I watched Ladies from the 80s, A Diva Christmas. <laughs> I, actually, you know what? I did too. I did too. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> a one and done. It. I don't ever yeah. need to watch it again, yes. but I at, had so much fun. I got slaps in the face. We got water in the face. We we It was all there. We had, I, I mean, I don't know all of the ladies from the 80s. I know three of them and most of them I know from like I know Nicolette Sheridan from Desperate Housewives and Morgan Fairchild from Friends um, and Lonnie Anderson I vaguely remember some sitcom probably in the late 80s called Evening Shade that I think she was on like that's where, but she that's was married random. to Burt Reynolds <laughs> yeah she's also married to Burt Reynolds she was married oh. to Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. I think I know her okay. from from that 90s movie First Wives Club when with that character who goes, you know, there's just some people that you know are going to be for together forever, you know, like Donald and Ivanka, Ivana. <laughs> oh my goodness, and Bert. Yeah, or, I, no, you know what? I think that was, I think that was in the Wedding Singer. Uh, yeah, because First Wives Club was the one where Ivana Trump had a cameo, who's and she said, "Remember, girl, don't get even, get everything." Oh yeah, yeah, which I that's thought was right. really cute. So yeah, I. Ladies from the 80s, watch it once. It's a good time. You don't need to watch it again. I will not be <laughs> watching it again next year. Anyway, another one that I I kind of enjoyed um, was on Lifetime called Mistletoe Match. Mm, interesting uh, I, that you enjoyed that one, but okay. I did. I enjoyed it. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty regular. It's I would have it on in the background. Um, but it's just the story of like a a match, like a, a speed dating, not speed dating necessarily, but like the a match, an event where you meet your a, a your match forever match service. Yeah. It's a series of events, and you're supposed to meet your forever match. It reminded me of a Netflix movie called Love Guaranteed with Rachel Lee Cook and yes, Damon Wayans. Of, yes. Uh, that's much better. Go watch that. It's not a Christmas movie, but it's really cute. Um, so it reminded me of that, where the there's a reporter who's trying to prove that the the 90% success rate is is a hoax. And then she turns out to fall in love. I thought of it course. was cute. I thought it was cute. I didn't have a problem with it. The acting was fine. The, there weren't a lot of story holes. I, I That's it. It was cute. Danielle, what did, What about you? Oh, you want my opinion about that film or you want me to know I what I'm I do want watching? your opinion about that film. Oh, I mean, I liked, I think there's a rating we assigned to a previous film called like Perfectly Fine. Eh, it's yeah. fine. Like that's, that's my yeah. rating for that film. It was like not terrible. I'm not going to burn it because there were some other films I would burn that have been showing mm-hmm. this season. So in a season of what we call it, the week train, the week in a series of week, week train. This that is we're a in. weeky season. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take it. Out of out of ten candy canes, how many candy canes do you give it? Literally five. <laughs> I, 
I'm going to give it six. All right, that's fair. And the only reason I'm not giving it seven is because Tom gave Notting Hill seven out of 10 candy canes and this <laughs> Notting Hill. It seven. can't be that higher. Yeah, it can't be that higher. It can't be. It can't. It can't be on the same plane as Christmas and Notting Hill. So it's got to be six. But I would give it seven if Tom had given uh, Christmas and Notting Hill more than seven. Uh, another one that I watched, uh, I, I, I cruised on over to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And yeah. there was a really cute movie there that had a lot of layers um, that I really enjoyed called, I think it's And To All A Good Night or To All A Good Night. I don't know if there's an and I, at the I beginning or not. I think it's just To All A Good Night because I, I saw that film too. And it was, it, it, was it, it gave me a little bit of creepy vibes at first, but then it was like, oh no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It, it, but I mean, it's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, so they got to squeeze in a mystery, and they squeezed in several mysteries. There's a lot of, like, I don't know what's going on with this character. I don't know what's going on with this character. I don't know what's going on with this character. I really liked that we had a, a dog that was stealing things out of people's yards and hoarding them in a barn. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I like that we started the movie with that. I like that that came back, and that was a theme throughout the movie and became an integral part of the story. I liked getting to the bottom of all of the little mysteries in that movie. Oh, well, I feel like you did a good job because I watched the film too. When we saw each other in person like the other day and you were like, it's like a Christmas onion. And I was just peeling back the layers. I was like, oh yes, that sounds it's, interesting. I, I love my Christmas onions. Holiday Hotline yeah. had a lot of layers. This had a lot of layers. So the main character, her dad passes away and then she saves this guy's life. He was driving through the forest. Um, along the property that they own. I, you think the film is going in one direction and you're like, oh yeah, this seems predictable. But then it like takes a different direction. You're like, oh. And so you're like, oh, this is going to be a cute, neat, cute. But then there's like so many other things that are happening. Don't be afraid of Hallmark movies and mysteries, folks. There's some good stuff on there. Should I talk about, should I talk about the film I watched? Of course. Uh, I mean, I watched a lot of films. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that happened. But I, I guess the film I'll talk about and bring up because we're not going to get a chance to talk about it otherwise, because I think this was a potential film we were going to like review together, was Round and Round, which was, I believe, the sole Hanukkah film of the season on Hallmark. Uh, but across it's almost all like the networks, Hallmark does a token one. Hanukkah film every year. Correct. Correct. But... This was the token Hanukkah film. And so, Aerily, did you watch it too? or I've not watched it yet. Um, oh, am... okay. I'm kind of saving it. Uh, shout out to my cousin-in-law, Lila. Hi, Lila. She listens to our podcast and um, she is Jewish and she has expressed interest in watching that with me so that she can point out to me all the stuff that they get wrong. So I'm oh. really looking forward to watching the movie with Lila and uh, having her give me some lessons and teach me about it. So Danielle, did you think it was better than Hanukkah on Rye or? Ooh, well, well, first of all, Aaron, is it okay if I like talk about plot of lines course. in this a little bit? Of course, it's Groundhog Day. I've seen that movie several yes, times. Yes, yes. But so with this film, I actually, it's hard for me to compare it to Hanukkah on Rye because that one you had different types of layers like you even had a Lisa Loeb guest appearance. This one, I think it held its own. I would almost say it's on par with. It's oh, definitely cool. not. Yeah, it's not less than, but it's on par with, mainly because the lead character, 
she's very charismatic and it's very believable and I don't ah there's a major plot line and I kind of Aaron I don't want to spoil it for you because you're gonna Go watch ahead. it later it's fine okay it's fine. well it turns out that everyone kind of knows that she's gonna experience this time loop they call it a time loop and so oh that's an interesting gifted, twist yeah so she's given this dreidel uh to 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 as like a gift from um her grandmother her bobby and essentially oh, she's bobbies. like oh you know yes it's just like <laughs> oh you know you'll never like like to make a wish on it or or whatnot so she spins it and that's kind of what cause creates like she realizes that she's in a time loop and that's what they keep referring to as but that later on she's like really frustrated and i think once she kind of breaks through she's like talking to her dad and then he's like oh did you figure out the time loop and she's like what <laughs> he's like you knew he's like yeah how else do you think i met my your, your your mom and she's like what do you mean you guys met and you fell in love she's like he's like no not like that <laughs> like, what and it turns out like her sister did this thing. it happened to her sister it's like yeah it's a thing you a rite of passage and i was like oh gosh oh how that sounds like fun i can't wait yeah it's pretty fun so Sorry, I, I gave wait. away a major plot line right there, but you don't normally re- realize that until like towards the end of the movie, and it's pretty awesome. I felt like the premise looked really interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Well, let's get into today's film. Um, we have Yes Chef Christmas, which I was like, why did they have to add the Christmas on the end? Why? Why can't they just call it Yes Chef? But let's get into the premise. So we have Tia Maori, aka alicia that's who she plays she's our main character she's a culinary instructor dreams of getting back to being a chef after a traumatic experience in her past she's also adopted her mother recently passed away she's single her dad bought a duplex with her they're living together she's waiting on the results of a dna test that reveal her true parentage and she also loves christmas She's been working at this community center. There's like this mysterious man that comes in. He tastes her food. And um, or is it an old folks home or is it a community center? I can't, I don't know. I think know. a senior. I yeah, think it's senior like a senior place. center. Senior, yeah. So anyways, he loves her food. She chats it up with him for a bit. And then um, all of a sudden she gets this letter in the mail saying that she's a part of the Kringle Cook-Off, which is a yearly competition that's really prestigious in chicago and um it's held by this you know rich family determine who's going to cater their christmas party um and then she's paired with this guy called logan who's a cranky chef and has been has been mentored by the head of the kringle family what's her name is her name viola i can't remember what her name is yeah i think it's viola Viola. Biola, so anyways yeah. um and then all of a sudden she's like best friends with this guy named bobby who you might recognize as uh isn't it buddy valestro yeah yes yes cake boss cake, cake boss. boss cake boss yes. so all of a sudden she's a cake boss and then <laughs> it's just kind of like an enemies to lovers situation with logan and the parents and where are we going with this one what did you think it's a lot it's a lot. It's a lot for <laughs> Lifetime, but I mean, I, so far this is the only thing that's that's okay on Lifetime. But Aaron Lee, please. Oh my God, you thought this was okay? Ah, uh, compared to the other things on Lifetime, I, to this yeah, season, yeah. this season. 
just I, I got to tear this thing apart. I've got to tear this thing apart. First of all, they need a new wardrobe department because nobody's cooking in those outfits. For crying out loud, <laughs> Tiamari had like droopy sleeves. They're going to get in the sauce. They're going to get everywhere. The aprons were perfectly white. They were pristine. These chefs don't spill. I don't think so. They're cooking. They're over hot stoves. They don't sweat at all. Nobody sweats. There is no sweat in Yes Chef. I did think that Tia Maurer was delightful, though. I like her always. I do like her. And here's the thing. I'm like, I'm going to rip this movie to shreds. But I want to preface that with, I kind of liked it. I didn't. It's it's not. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I'm like, yeah. I didn't hate it. I'm not yelling, go to Gak. Um, I wasn't yelling that. I, I, I you know, I think her persona just kind of drew me in but at the same time i was shaking my head saying tia maori what were you thinking you guys go i have other issues i'll bring them up later maybe you have the same <laughs> issues but i want to find out danielle what do you <laughs> what do you think yeah it wasn't the greatest thing again we are in a very very weak season and lifetime it was slim pickings with lifetime so like but I, I will say that the other plot line of Alicia's Alicia trying to find her birth family, but she doesn't want to hurt her adoptive father because her her mother her adopted mother had also passed away and you know didn't want to feel like the dad was being replaced with this new family. Turns out, spoiler alert, people who the run the Kringle Krikoff. The Kringles. Yes. The Kringles that they are her family <laughs> which of course like is like her, oh wow her literal birth parents parents, her yes. parents. And yes. like they've had two children since and they are her full siblings and that she's got a full family yes yes just because her parents were too young um when they when they had her so they put her up for adoption and it was the 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 guy the guy at the senior center who was actually her grandfather, who was the one who made the recommendation for her to, to be involved in this cook-off without them know, without anybody else in the family knowing. So then that's what creates the conflict for this film um, is, is, is that aspect of it. Aside from the like, almost like the romantic part between the two leads is like a sideline thing, like the romance between the, I don't want to, it's weird that he's the mentor, but <laughs> yeah, I guess that, but I mean, he for the most part, it's about the her partner slash mentor in this competition and you know he's you know really pushing her as like you know that kind of trope that chefs do that you know gordon ramsay style but like not as in, intense and you know she's self-taught so she kind of felt a bit um you know she intimidated when she was with the other groups of chefs um but anyways it turns into this whole like flirtatious enemies to lovers situation with those two. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i do think one of the things that i enjoyed appreciated maybe um was grieving over her mother um i thought that was really beautiful and that they highlighted it as she's grieving in one way where she wants to remember her mother she wants to do all these things and her dad's grieving in a very different way where he, he can't handle it and he doesn't want those memories um, because they they bring up so much for him. And this is, it's very true to form. It's very true to life, I think, because people do grieve in very different ways. 
And so the fact that we had those two different ways and that they were trying their best to navigate that really lent a lot of the heart that this film needed. And I think that's why, even though here I am tearing it apart, I'm going to go back to tearing it apart now, by the way. That's why I'm like, it's not that bad. Oh, yeah, because and then she also has this internal conflict that she, you know, wants to find out her birth family's origins and that sort of thing, too. So she's grieving, trying to figure this out, but also she doesn't want to leave her dad behind and her dad is very sweet. I I enjoyed that part of it, too, Erin Lee. Can we now talk about this weird afterthought magical realism thing that they did with the coin in the fountain i'm like why yeah I, didn't so, need it didn't need it unnecessary the fountain it looked like something i could go buy at home goods in some <laughs> of the shots with the fountain the water was moving in some of the shots with the fountain the water wasn't moving did it freeze and unfreeze randomly i don't know it is chicago maybe Right, but I, oh, I'm I know. it That's was so. I'm like, if it's Chicago, you can find a fountain, do a little guerrilla filmmaking, and have Tia Maori go to Chicago and throw a coin in a fountain and get a shot of it. That's <laughs> all you need. Don't buy one at Home Goods. I don't put next to your Zen garden. Do you think they even shot this in the winter? Because when they were at that Christmas market, I wasn't quite sure. I, I, oh, I, true. I, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to do the research because you know what I did do the research on? Ages. I was For... going to find out. Oh, if you no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. At the oh, no. end, I thought of you. See, at the end, we see that Tia Maori's character is supposed to have born in 1987. And I literally did a snort laugh <laughs> because I'm like, I'm sorry, Tia Maori, you cannot get away with 1987. <laughs> No. She was born in 1978. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and the woman playing her mom was born in 1973. Yes. Oh, she gave birth at five years old, people. But what about- What is the... with this? But Why? also the father. The Why? father. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I know this was like a teen pregnancy situation, but like, this is like too much. And it I also was... thought the grandfather was going to be the father, not the grandfather. That might have made more sense. But so I was yes. a little stunned. I was just, again, I think, Samantha, earlier this season, you dubbed me the age police. <laughs> I will take that and I will wear it because it just isn't making sense. I love that you do the research and I love that you're on duty to <laughs> patrol the the ages, the ages. I, love it. I love it because this one threw me for a loop it really did it really did okay so i'll if this comes on next year i'll be honest i'm i probably wouldn't turn it off i'd be like oh yeah i remember this and then i'd go bake a cookie in the other room and leave it on in the background just so i could hear them talking but this is not something I'm sitting down and watching again because it is full of plot holes, full of poorly executed storytelling. And I just, yeah, that's my thought. What are your thoughts? I agree 100%. Like, I'll just have it on in the background if it happens to come on. But that's about it. I mean, I liked it for, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was nice. 
But... Exactly. It's, but I think it really is like Tia Maori's charisma that really just. It was. It's, that's she, what brought it in. If she wasn't in it, I don't think I would. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked it as much for sure. Danielle. Well, I know yeah, I feel I feel bad because it has been a very weak season. So there's not. a. I mean, I feel like we've been seeing the same tune this whole season where we're like, oh, not one and done probably wouldn't like actually try to seek it out and watch it again not my favorite but it was okay so so i mean yes i agree with you i will say just to add on to aside from um the wonderful charisma of our our leading actress that something i noticed and i'm sorry this is a random tidbit is that the actor played the grandfather in this film he was actually and so he's the he is a, a grandfather of jamaican descent in this film but he actually played the father of, uh, in a Hallmark film this season, Christmas with a Kiss. And he was just like, straight on. It was definitely the same actor. And I was like, this guy looks familiar, but he sounds different. And so he's playing a father in the other film. And the actress, the, the daughter, that's his actress, just to go back to your age policing, is definitely like much, he's even younger. So it was just really interesting. <laughs> he's, but... I almost want to say that for that Christmas of the Kiss was probably a, a little more interesting in that in by comparison. I but missed that was this Christmas with a Kiss. Yeah, it was on Hallmark. It was because it was not a great weekend of of uh. It was the Norwegian holiday one that weekend and a not so oh, royal Christmas. Oh, I did Christmas. watch that. It was not good. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it was just, that. Yeah, piled in oh, with all the no, that was films, not so, good. Yeah. That was not, yeah, no. That was not a, I, I can understand if you missed this film because it was just like, oh, it's like two not so great films next to each other. And then there was like this one that kind of was on Sunday. Just checking it out because there weren't a lot of POC movies this season. And so I wanted to just try to catch any of the ones. And so that was one of the few. Yeah, it was a very white season. <laughs> like snow. No and joking. I don't mean snow. <laughs> it was a white Christmas, but not the good kind. Well, hopefully our Christmas wish for next year, because the strikes are over, they'll have yes. some better content. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. That'll be our Christmas wish. We'll toss the gold coin into the frozen fountain <laughs> for next year. For next yes. year. Thank you all so much for joining us for another season. Season. Of season yes. of podcast in a pear tree we have had so much fun watching reviewing and talking about these films with you we hope you've had as much fun listening as we have had uh doing the discussing and uh thank you again to our guest reviewers that came on mm -hmm. earlier in the season we had chloe we had kim we had tom uh we have so much fun when we have guest reviewers on and uh Please, 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 if you feel so inclined, rate and follow, rate and follow. And find us where you find your podcast. Bye-bye. Happy, happy holidays. holidays.